Hello and welcome to Blacks in the Burbs Tea and Talk. Yes, it is Tea and Talk time. And we got an extra episode this week. An extra episode because guess what? It is Mother's Day. Yippee! Yay! Mama, thank you, Mama, Mama. And, you know, it's special for us. You know, I guess Mother's Day is special for all moms and all women who have moms and are, you know, mothers, right? But I think for us, it's extra special because we know that we come from parents who literally migrated from another place to be here so that we could be almost their hope for the future, right? Correct. Um, we all have decided for this Mother's Day that we are bringing on our moms. I mean, what better special guest than mama? on Mother's Day, right? Mm -hmm. And we can't wait to do this because all our moms are, they're funny, okay? I know people think their parents are funny, but when you had a West Indian parent, that's like extra funny. I don't know. So you are in for a treat when you listen to these ladies. Um, and we are about to talk to them about some topics that are probably the most important to Caribbean parents. Um, and that is licks, learning, love, and faith. And I think it's in that order. Just based on my growing up, I think it's in that order, right? <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, without further ado, I want to say hello, hello, hello to my special guest, my mother. And her name is Bernice Yorick. But like every other West Indian, she has a second name. Her name is Jean. Everybody knows her as Auntie Jean. But then when she goes out to the church and to work, when I was growing up, they, I found out when I was probably double-digit ages that her name was actually Bernice. So hello, hello, hello. Well, hello, well, well, don't feel bad because everybody knows me in Guyana as Jean. Come yes. and become Bernice. But Bernice is on your birth certificate, mommy. Yes. So where did Jean come from? It's when they just called me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Ruth. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. Hi, Bonsoir. everybody. <laughs> I have my mother, Hello. Simonique, Simonique Tingue. And um, just so everybody understands, Haiti celebrates Mother's Day towards the latter part of the month. Our Mother's Day for 2019 is May 26th. Oh. But yeah, but because, and that's the whole island of Hispaniola. So oh, it's Dominican okay. Republic and Haiti. But because, you know, we migrated here, my mother gets two Mother Days. So she gets the American one and she gets the Haitian one. So and Haitian I, moms get two Mother's Days. Two Mother's Day. Man, that's a lot of gifts and dinners, huh? I don't know if mama likes all that. My mother believes that if I don't give her money, I'm being cheap. So, mama? <laughs> Hello? Hello, ma? Hello, oui. What? What's your favorite Mother's Day gift, ma? Um, L'argent. <laughs> I guess that means money. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I can buy, sometimes they buy me things, I really, you know, uh, uh, don't it. But when they give me my money, I do whatever. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And just so everybody knows, my mother does a lot of missionary work. So sometimes her money goes to Haiti and, um, she just she just goes to Haiti back and forth to make sure that the community is doing well. So I give uh, that much. That is often that is beautiful. How often do you go? I went three times a year. So okay. I went I have to go soon in June mm -hmm. and I return uh in uh, uh March 
and mm -hmm. after that uh, I returned June, March, September. Oh wow! Yeah, that's beautiful. Well, keep up doing that work. We love yeah. you for that. We love okay. you for that. It's always about giving back, right? And hello, hello, hello to my Trini socialite, bringing on her mother too. And I'm going to let Diane introduce her mother. How are you? Hello, hello, hello to all the moms. Hello, Colette and Brooke. Hello. I have the pleasure of having my mother on the line tonight uh, from Atlanta. Um, okay. But originally from Trinidad. But originally from Trinidad and Tobago. Red, white, and black. That's right. Mom, can you... Say a word. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day to you, Miss Barbara. Thank you. And um, the you know my mother is Guyanese and my father is half Trini, so I get to celebrate both Mother's Day. But I feel like Ruth just tops it with two Mother's Days. I mean, you know, Haiti is just you know. Haiti is winning with the two Mother's Days, huh? You know we love our mothers. I know, I know. So, you know, before we get started, because it's Mother's Day and we're not really sipping tonight, I want to get a sense of, like, what you guys actually do for Mother's Day for your moms and um, how do you share that with, um, with now your mom who knows that you are now a mom? Usually, I because we live in two different states, I usually send flowers to my mom on Mother's Day. Okay. Um, as as Monique said, I think money is always the perfect gift as well because then they can splurge on something for themselves or do exactly what they want to do with it. Okay, okay. And what does she do for you for Mother's Day? Mom, usually if I'm there, if we will go out together or she makes sure that she calls me and she's always telling me what a good mom I am and I appreciate that coming from her. Yeah. It really means something when your mother tells you that, doesn't it? I love yeah. it when my mom tells me that. And how about you, Miss Monique? What's the what, what's the Haitian word for uh, for money, Ruth? L'argent. L'argent, Monique. L'argent. Oui, l'argent. L'argent. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then for me and my mom, I, you know, my mom, I take her out to dinner, and this weekend, if we're lucky, I'll get to take her to a show. But um, the one thing about my mom that is really sweet is that every Mother's Day, every special holiday, she always gives me a card. And I don't know if all West Indians are like this, but my mother likes one of them cards with like a lot of words. Ugh. You know, I go for the generic card, like Happy Mother's Day. I love you. You know, <laughs> I feel like everything can be set just like that. But mommy will give me a whole thing about how, you know, the gods have have bless me and blah, blah, blah. And you're such a special person. And I love you and everything about you. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm reading that card for a long, long time. Huh? Maybe because you won't sit down and let her say it to you without And it. that is the reason why she didn't get no card this year. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel bad because I'd be taking a long time because I know I got to sit down and emotionally be ready for the card. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it takes me a while to read the card. <laughs> Mommy, stop giving me cards. It's all right. Well, you know, look, my mother, when it comes to Mother's Day, she, in the church, because she does a lot of church stuff, I would have to say that they do celebrate mothers. They give them flowers. They get a corsage. Am I, am I right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. she spends she spends most of her Sunday in church. We barely even get a time to call her. You just have to wait until she calls you to let you tell her Happy Mother's Day. Aw, that's really sweet. Well, my mom also actually goes to church on Sundays, too. 
I don't know, Diane, if your mother does that, but my mom will be in church every Mother's Day, even though we're not there. Just I am in church every every Sunday, and I'm in the choir, which may, gives me a responsibility. Oh, okay. <laughs> Get it right. right. Mommy's ready to set the record straight on everything. Okay. Yeah. Get it right. Yeah, I know. I know. Diane, how about you? Yes, mom and, and my stepdad, they go to church in Georgia. They've been members of the same church for over 30 years. So. Oh, that's beautiful. I can say something. We have to understand that it really does take praying mothers to keep us alive. Isn't that Amen. what it is? Amen. That's so true. <laughs> I don't know. We, we have to let them know. We can't let them turn away from the fact that Mother's Day is a special day to celebrate Mother's Day. But we are mothers every single day of the week of the month of the year. Amen. That's right. That's the truth. Every day. Yeah. This is where you get it from, you know. Yeah, well, listen, you know, I've been, she's been on mute for most of this because she's been talking through every, I have no idea. Like, I got a lot of, like, she's talking. She's talking (laughs) while everybody's talking. Yeah. Y'all think I talk a lot? Yeah. That's where I get get it from my mama. Okay. So let's get into a little bit of these uh, licks, learning, love, and faith, you know. Um, Caribbean's, Caribbean moms rule with an iron fist and a thick belt, huh? Mm-hmm. I feel like that was one of the reasons why I became the woman that I am today, the disciplined woman that I am today. But it also put a lot of fear in me, you know, because I used to get some licks bad. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I feel like all Caribbean moms get licks. And I remember one... Um, one, I think Trinidadian moms may not licks as much, but, you know, Miss Barbara will set me straight if I'm wrong. Um, but I remember one Haitian girl that I knew. I mean, that woman, she used to get beat all the time. I used to feel bad for her, right? Because all she had to do was sneeze wrong and she would get a beating, yep. you know? Yep. Why you sneeze at that girl? And then she would get a beating. And yep. I'm like, oh, my God, please, you know? But, but the good thing about it is that they raise wonderful kids like us, right? Okay. It's good to discipline your child. Mm, it is. If you don't discipline your child, they'll make you embarrassed in front of people. Mm. So did she discipline Ruth a lot as a child? My mother has five kids. She used to line us up on Saturdays like the Bond Traps. And instead of singing, we used to get beat. <laughs> We used to laugh in birth order. So it would be Gloria Moses, Ruth, Esther Dallin. And she would she would tell us what we did throughout the week and she would count off how much we were gonna get. Mama Usange? Oui. Yeah. Oui. Did she save this all up for Saturday? <laughs> all of it for Saturday. Well, hell no. Yeah. At the moment you do it, you get it. The, no, the it's worst not. part is not knowing how bad it's going to be on Saturday. Well, because she worked at night, so she couldn't do it then and there. So yeah. she, had to, she had to wait till Saturday? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my grandmother used to watch us. Mm. My mother worked at night. She worked at night in the World Trade Center cleaning the buildings. She used to clean buildings. Mm. And what she would do is she would get a list of everything that we did. She would tally <laughs> it up. And on <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, whichever day that she, that, you know, we were going to be together, she would just line us up 
and go through what we did throughout the week and you'll get beat. Works because the anticipation Shit, it makes you nervous, right? You're going to get licks will make you stop misbehaving, right? I'm gonna tell you something about my mom, and I'm sure she's gonna share her little lick stories, though. But my mother was one of those women, and I don't know if Olia had this, but my mother would find whatever was available at that minute, and whatever it was, she would figure out how to beat me with it. Okay, I'm talking the backside of the knife. I talk in the extension cord. Things that now she could go to jail for. Your dolls, your dolls will turn against you. They mean, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. How dare you, Barbie? How dare you? Yes, yes, yes. D- Diane, how do Trini mothers discipline? Tell me. Well, you get it. On, you, you're definitely going to get it on site. Uh-huh. Wherever it is, it could be at the school, it could be at the church, wherever it is, you're going to get it right then and there. That's uh, between my mom and my aunts and my great aunts. That's what I. That's that's my way. Deal with it on the spot. On the spot. If it's on the street, if it's in the yard, if it's wherever it is, deal with it right there and then, so you know exactly why you're getting it. She knew by the way I would look at her that she was gonna get it right away. Taking away her favorite thing. She got she got but what I did the more taking away what she loved, the material things that she loved more. Okay. That worked better than Lynn because she could say she was not afraid of that that public. She was she really wasn't. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just always. It was. It was. It was bad. Mhm. <laughs> and you know, I feel like when it comes to the way we're raising our kids, I don't know um, Ruth and Diane, but I know for me, I don't beat him as much as my mother did, and sometimes I wonder whether or not. I need to raise the bar on that, like literally raise the bar. But um, I do what your mom does, Diane. I take things away from him. I negotiate with him. And as a result, he's learning to be a lot better at communicating. But I don't know if he's actually communicating the right way to me, because sometimes I think he deserves a, a little slap on the butt. I mean, it, for me now with Savannah, um, Savannah's 16 now, but it definitely was a combination of modern day parenting and then sometimes i just had to go to straight to the root of what i was brought up on and that's it i'm gonna have to bust your tail so (laughs) i I started off with you know i was gonna only listen to classical music i would only i would not raise my voice that is that's what i started off with but i also had to resort to the discipline that i received and to me combination of both works. It's works. Well, I, you know, with me, when I, the first time I had to beat Andrew, I actually cried. I cried while beating him, so I didn't know what was happening to me because my heart felt like it was breaking. I don't like anybody touching my kids. But as they kept on growing and becoming a little bit um, a little mouthy, mouthy to me, mm-hmm. I have no problem giving them a little tap or two. Or Lately, I've just been pinching them, and it's a lot easier to pinch them than to pull a full hand out and slap them. So So now the pinching thing is interesting. Yeah. You know what? I think it hurt me more to pinch him than to slap him on the butt. 
Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm when I pinched him, this look of his face of surprise and betrayal by me, <laughs> I feel like I hurt him so badly to the point where he'll never trust me again. But this, look, my feeling is you do it now so that the cops don't have to do it for you. You do it now. Well, that's pretty, I mean, I think that's a really good way of putting it because you're absolutely right. And the cops won't be pinching. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. when I do it, it's with love. I, I know my limits. Like this, yeah. I think... I think I told Andrew no this this week. I told Andrew no. I don't want to play Mario video game with you. And his intention was to hit me. Yeah. And I I was livid. I saw red. Mm. And I jumped up. I pushed Giselle out the way, and I jumped up to grab a belt because I have one handy. Mm. And he ran and ran and ran around mm. the house. And he said, "Okay, mommy." And that's when I said, "Calm down. Mm. Calm down." Mm. Marky but, hit me once. You see. Yeah, he was mad about something. I can't remember what it was. And he got so mad and I told him, no, no, no. And he hit me. And then he looked at me and busted out crying Why? and started kissing my hand where he hit me. <laughs> no, mama, no. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Little boys. It's little boys too. Boys, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. Um, yeah, and that's, you know, the whole story of Licks is just like a whole like overarching theme around everything else that happens in your life when you're West Indian. And I feel like African-Americans tend to discipline their children very heavily too, but I feel like we have a different way of doing it. And it's so serious that um, you're almost like, it, it's almost like you're God fearing and then your mom and dad fearing too, right? I think that um, when we look at the numbers in terms of education and um, Caribbean Americans, uh, the numbers are a lot higher for us. And I think I attribute that to parenting, you know, and a lot of it is because a lot of us have come up here on educational grants and so forth. But in addition to that, you know, we have parents that just did not play when it came to education, mm -hmm. you know, and my mother, um, I always was struggling in school. They used to call me a daydreamer, but now they say you have ADHD. I mean, I literally, when I look at things that are going on with my son today, I know that I went through the same things that he went through, but thank God now you get more help in the schools than, than I got when I was younger because they would just call me daydreaming. I would fail out. I would always have problems. I literally graduated um, right on the hairline. You know, like I literally just barely made it out of high school, made it out of college and I studied hard, but it was always very difficult for me. But always in the back of my mind was my mom always telling me that this is really important and she did not come to this country for anything else but this, you know? Oh, uh, yes. Haiti, education, no, it's not the same as Education in Haiti is not the same as it is here. Mm. Uh, her mother didn't have any kind of higher learning. Yeah, my mom either. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, if your papa, mama, te fait tout ça, you te capable, you te bamwe, you good education. Her mother and father did everything they could for her so she can get a good education. Haiti, uh, Lofin fait uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm. uh, si ou pa gen gouvernement, Government. Mm -hmm. You're doing good, mama. Huh? You're doing good. Go ahead. 
OK. Yeah. Si si pa gagne yon moun nan gouvernement pour mettre ou nan uh, collège ou pas gali. If you if you when you graduated high school if you didn't have somebody who could put you in a government position then you know you have to find something else to do. So so pa gagne l'argent pour payer collège ou pas capable continuer éducation. If you didn't have money, you couldn't continue your education either. So it was almost like you either needed to have somebody in the government to help hook you up or you needed to have the money to continue your education or that was it. When she came here, she wanted to make sure that we had a good education. She's praising the, the school system in the United States. The fact mm. that it's not a pay for play. You can easily get an education here in the United States. It's something, mm. and that, that's, that's something big. That's something that yeah. I think people don't realize that in the West Indies, you actually do pay. It's, it's private school. A lot of it's private school. Um, yeah. So the fact that my mother was able to have all five of her kids go to public school and get a good education, she was she was proud of that. That's beautiful. Um, well, in our case, we were able to go to public school. We had to we had to pay for education for high in school. Guyana. In Guyana, so we had to do it. And my my mother, she made a lot of sacrifice because yeah. she said that a black uh, um, education is the passport to happiness. Because you have your education, nobody can take it from you. Mm-hmm. And this is what I instill in them. Mm-hmm. They can take anything with you. Anything they can take from you, but your learning is yours. Nobody can steal that. And that's, that's, that's why I think a lot of West Indian people, when they come here, education is so important because you know you pay for it back home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yourself, Colette, I, I struggled in school. Yeah. Um, I don't... <laughs> I don't think it was because of a learning um, curve for me. For me, it was navigating the dialect between cultures. Mm. I I remember starting That's off the other thing. Yeah. yeah, starting off in kindergarten and it's selling to like the advanced classes, and then by third or fourth grade, I was then kind of kind of pushed off, and I mm. think that also contributed to the fact that being from immigrant parents. Yeah. Our parents sometimes didn't also know how to navigate the school system here. Yeah. Uh, because there are, you know, although it's a free education and it is what you make of it, you also have to be aware of the pros and cons and how to navigate through the school systems. And yeah. luckily, we be, we're as a community, Western Americans, we've become more familiar and we have the ability now to jump over some of those hurdles that well that would be us like uh, like me you um but i have to say you know we live in a town that is a lot of foreigners that just came here Mm -hmm. right and i watched the way they operate in the schools and i noticed that the administrations just don't take them seriously because they either aren't speaking the dialect well, they're not speaking English well, they don't understand their accent. And it frustrates me so much. I can't tell you how many times I've actually stopped with the mother and I jump in their business and try to help them translate to the teacher 
so that not only does the teacher understand or the principal or whoever they're talking to, not only do they understand what they're saying, but they also understand that this is another black woman standing here with you, explaining to you what she's saying. So somebody has her back here and you better listen to her and you better take care of her kid and what she's asking you for. Because they literally, I don't think they take them seriously sometimes because of the accent. Very frustrating. I'm going to say one thing I got to give a shout out to my mother about. My mother did not play when it came to school. Okay. Whatever problems I had at the school, I think she always knew that I had trouble challenges with learning, but my mother was there. And if she didn't know how to articulate it, she figured it out before she got to that school and she made sure they heard her. Hmm. They didn't hear her. She would write letters. And when I tell you, my mother was a beast with writing letters. She was a beast. I mean, by the time she was done, we had five teachers calling, apologizing, doing whatever they needed to do to make sure they got it right with Miss Jean, Miss Bernice Yorick. So for that, I thank her to the moon and back because I always say when I got out of college and I'm going to try to say without getting too emotional, when I got my degree, I had to hand that over to her because if it wasn't for her, I would have never gotten out of college. I did it for her. I know from um, our experiences with school too, I know that I might have gotten into a little trouble every now and then because, you know, I was one of the popular girls. And I remember one time- The Trini Socialite. Yeah, yeah. Um, from, from since she's small. This was being called my mom, and who must not have understand Caribbean culture yet. He called my mom and said, did you have to come to the school right away? There's a young lady and her family in a van outside waiting for your daughter. <laughs> my mother said, what did you say to me? <laughs> mm. My mother was there at the school. School, I swear, in five minutes. Five minutes. And yeah, like, your job is to protect my child, not to, not to tell me someone is outside reading for her. Yeah, I know that. And so from that day, that day forward, Mr. Resnick always said, is your mom or your dad home? Because he always wanted to talk to my dad, not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I totally hear you. My mom always been my advocate and my protector. And, you know, when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but she's always there to support. Her back, I will always have, you know, in anything she does. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful, Miss Barbara. I think that's also important. And I think that us coming from having parents that come from other countries, we're extra like protective. The, um, I felt like my mother was extra protective of us because of that, especially when we were in surroundings with a lot of people. Well, you know, because I'm, I'm going to say this, and Mama, I hope you're still there, Mama. I know it's past your bedtime. But, um, you know, being Haitian, first generation, you know, you weren't really accepted. Um, you know, my mother. Dresses, yeah, we didn't. We didn't wear like jeans and and t-shirts. We wore blouses and skirts. Yes, blouse and skirts. Blouse and skirts. We didn't wear sneakers. We wore shoes. So you know, we always. Me and my siblings, we always stood out. And Haitian, you know, back then in the eighties, was Haitian creation. Go back to your nation or 
Haitian body odor. Yeah. And I feel like, how could I have Haitian body odor when I take a shower every day and my mother makes sure we clean, our clothes is pressed? Like, I never understood it. So we, it, was, it was hard being smart and having to deal with kids who just automatically had some prejudice against you. Mind you, yeah. you were just as brown as them and you dressed up, sometimes even fancier than them, but it didn't matter. But yeah. my mother and my father, they made it very clear that, you know, like she said, I didn't give you friends. I didn't give you those friends. Those are not the friends I gave you. I give you your friends. And that was, you know, now when I look back, it was my mother's way of saying, you know, don't feel, don't feel sad about, you know, the kids that don't want to be your friends or give you problems. Oh, you know, because yeah. those are not the friends I'm giving you. The friends I'm giving you are the ones that's going to like you. You know, that's why we went to church so much because those were my friends. These are like my church friends are my friends to this day. To this oh, day. that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, so I did feel I, that around the community with Haitians, but I think a lot of it had to do with the language barrier. Yeah. You know, like not being able to communicate with everyone else. And I feel like the only culture that was really cool back then was Jamaicans, the yes. Caribbean culture. Jama if you were, if you were, if you everybody were thought you was Jamaican. If you, yeah. if you came from the West Indies, everybody said, oh, you're a Jamaican. No, I'm not Jamaican. Yeah. But everybody wanted to be Jamaican, too, because back then that was when dancehall and rockers started and everybody wanted to be cool by being Jamaican. So people would pretend to be Jamaican when they weren't, you know, if you're I had, Haitian, you could never be pretend to be Jamaican. There's but no you know what? You know what, Ruth? I had two girlfriends that were Haitian that preferred to pretend to be Jamaican. That's a lot. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few Haitians that pretended to be Jamaican. Yeah. You know, she lives in the, well, outside of Atlanta, so it's quiet, Ruth. So after a certain time, they're in their bed. Oh, you know, I've been talking this whole time trying to, like, moderate, and <laughs> I was on mute. Yeah, you were wondering what happened. That's what we were calling everybody. Calling oh, that's so call. crazy. I was like, Ruth, were you going to say something? And I didn't hear anything. I'm like, oh, my God. Is a roll call just to make sure all the other people. Yeah. Oh, that is hilarious. Okay, yeah. So I hear, I hear. So I think everything about this conversation is beautiful. Um, and all moms, all Caribbean moms, I think, especially when you have a daughter, like, at this stage in our lives, should be proud and should take credit for it. Okay, because I truly give my mom the credit a lot of times. And some of the words, like what your mom said about, you know, sh her choosing your friends. Yeah. That's so beautiful, you know. And, you know, when you got a group of West Indian moms rolling up at school for you and just advocating for you when they know that this is all new for them, they don't know these, this country, it's nothing more like it. Um, and I know coming to this country, love and faith is probably, those are probably the two main things that they have to kind of like uh, continue like working on as they're here because they don't know a lot of people, but they know that they love their children and they know they have that faith in God that they brought with them from where they're from. I personally didn't think my mom liked me until I was about maybe 16 or seven, actually 18 or 19. Actually, no, maybe like 25. <laughs> Okay. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not even sure if she does like me. We can understand that because I would the same thing with my parents. Yeah. Because the beat are bought so much with anything that they get. Oh, I just wanted to talk about love. You know, like I know that when I was growing up, I think the first time I actually realized that my mom loved me was when I was about to graduate from high school. And it was during the Madonna era, 
Mm. You know, the lingerie. And I was in a dance group and I did this dance about three weeks before graduation in some talent show they had and the nuns wanted to kick me out to school. And they wanted me to apologize to the student body and they wanted me, and literally like one of the teachers called me in, the head of the dance class called me in and told me that I was not graduating because of what I did. Mm. And I didn't really know what I did. I was just doing what I saw in videos. Because back then, you know, music videos were cool. Everything. And she was like, that lingerie you wore. I'm like, yeah, well, y'all all saw this in dress rehearsal. But I didn't know how to defend myself back then. I really didn't. What I did was when she told me that I wasn't graduating and that I had to apologize to the student body, I cried. Sure. I went home. I cried. I told my mother about it. My mother was like, excuse me? You go to private school. Understand that I paid your tuition. So I paid for you to graduate. That's right. And so she made her phone calls and wrote her letters, girl. And before I knew it, they were calling me in to apologize for what they did to me. Okay? Forget about me being half naked on the stage in a Catholic school. Oosh. They were apologizing to me. Listen, you know? tell your mother to write a letter to Trump because I just this, this letter must be phenomenal. She got you out. I know, there. right? Maybe we could get his tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> I did pay that. I also delivered the letter by hand. I went to the school. She sure did. She walked up in there. She rang that bell. She <laughs> delivered the letter. It's so true. I still remember that moment. And that was the moment that I realized that my mom actually loved me. <laughs> this is Ruth when I got married. Uh, how old were you when, girl? When, how old were you when you got married? 36. 36. Wow. And it's because, and mama, mama, you better tell the truth. I felt like my mother... She felt like she, like I I finally come to adulthood. Mm. You know, mind you, I'm gonna say this is a story about my mother. My wedding dress was in my mother's house in the living room, so you can come by, ring the doorbell, you will see my wedding dress. My mm. mother's dress was locked upstairs in a room. Wow! She wouldn't let anybody in the room, so I feel <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was my mother's way. Of saying everything I've done, I've gotten moved to this place in life. And I'm, yeah, this was her celebration. This is her celebration. That's and, beautiful. And, you know, I, I will give you video. When they called my mother out, I had them play the song, I'll always love my mama because she's my favorite girl. And my mother came out dancing. Oh. We. Yeah. Mm. No, no, that was good. She said she Did danced. She say twerk. No, she said no. <laughs> no. But that's that's when I think my mother actually really not only she showed it, but she she you felt it because I feel like she you know it was me getting to that next place in life. It wasn't mm. no like you know you you know when you're dating you're just wandering around, but you know when you get married it's kind of like finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's beautiful, Diane. Well, for me, I, I would have to say it was a bit different. Um, I've always felt great love for my mom. Um, mm. My mom is a loving person, very affectionate. Mm -hmm. um, so always, mm. she always expressed love. Mm. You're lucky. Yeah, that one, that's one thing. I told her tonight, I was like, I don't, I, I think I was always madly in love with you. My mother... <laughs> Oh, I can sweet. remember being in the crib, and that sounds really crazy, but I can remember being in the crib trying to look over, you know, at her bed at where she was. I was always very attached to my mom. So uh, yeah. that is very sweet. Yeah, you know, I, I always describe it. To let you know, I've said 
my mom mm. is like Diane Carroll. She's always yeah. very fashionable. She's very fancy. Yeah, mm. my mother would walk into her room and everything just like just gravitates to her. So I would always be as a child just watching you like, that's my mom. So you remember that night? Remember that night we were going out? I mean, yeah. I've got I've got a couple stories about Diane's mom that are just fabulous stories. I remember one time Diane was had to do something and I had to um, she asked me if I would take her mom to the nail salon. So I'm in the car with Diane's mom and she's on the phone talking for a while. And then when she hangs up, I realized that she was brokering selling an Hermes bag. Oof. And I'm like, OK, OK, mama. OK, <laughs> mama, Barbara. But this, this ain't the average mama. OK, she broke in a bag. Um. And then the other story, when she came over, we were, me and Diane were planning to go out and her mom was in town and we, you know, had her come by and we were like, oh, maybe the moms can sit here because my mom was here. And Miss, 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 Miss Barbara was like, we hanging, where we hanging, you know? <laughs> I love her for that. I love her for that because I feel like I always want to be that turn up mom. I just don't know if I have that. I'm losing my energy already. So I don't know if I'm going to have that. <laughs> I think, I think I already done. Um, and as we roll into the end of it, I want to leave the Christianity one for the end, because before that, I want to ask, what do you wish grandmamas? What do you wish for your daughter and grandchildren today? What is it that you want to see happen for the future? You, um, we're only promised, but so much time. So when you are gone, what would you love to know has happened with your family? Miss Barbara? Other, and just communicate with each other. Mm. That's beautiful. Um, mommy? Mommy, what's your well, wish? Well, my wish is for, and I pray for this every night and every morning, that my children, not only for her, her husband, my daughter, daughter, her husband, and this little boy, I pray that whatever happens through life, they must remember family comes first mm. and family must love. And you can only get that togetherness through love. Right? So mm. I pray that every day as we go from day to day that they may have, have uh, the love that we show them, they continue to pass it on to their siblings or whatever. And and by that, we, I, I die happy knowing that I'm gone and I don't have to worry, you know. And I see that happening already. So I'm, I'm almost ready to go. <laughs> uh, you, you got a little while longer, Bobby. No, no, you ain't going nowhere. You and, know, I, I'm proud to say that I just celebrated my 84th birthday. God bless. And nobody thinks that I'm 84. Monique. Say Monique. Mama Monique. We. What do you wish for your daughter and granddaughter and your legacy here? Oh, uh, uh, all my, the kids, all the kids. We're going to get to again. Talk on you. Oui, I toujours prier pour toute famille moi petite. So it's praise for all of her family. Petite, petite moi, beau fils moi, belle fille moi, moi, pigo richesse pour mon capable quitter. Pour petit tout, c'est faire qu'on est 
pour servir bon Dieu. All she wants, all she wants, she's hoping that she can leave behind for her kids to serve the Lord. Gain benediction, gain benediction, Dieu, de génération en génération. She says there's a there's a benediction where you serve God from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Mama, oui, et moi, commander bon Dieu tout, non seulement pour yo servir bon Dieu, mais pour yo servir l'autre monde tout. She wants us not only to serve God but to serve other people as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Okay, thank you, Mama. Okay. That's beautiful. Thank you, Mama Moni. 30 seconds. 30 seconds with the prayer. Don't make it long. <laughs> Please. Okay. Okay. Start to pray now? Yes. Okay. Wait, you go and translate. Merci. The whole thing? Translate. Few minutes. Mm-mm. Okay. Merci, Seigneur. Thank you, Lord. Je dis à Oukapa Feno, you, Mama. You, you, today you could have made us a mother. You gave us the opportunity to elevate children with our voices. Mm. We thank you so much for this. We ask that you please bless all the mothers that are on here today. Some, and we want to we want to also recognize the mothers who have not been able to have a child yet, but they still want to have a child. Mm, God bless. Thank you, Lord. And we like to tell you thank you for all those individuals. Um, Mama, I, I lost you someplace in there. Okay. Okay. Oh, give them, give them kids so they can also um, be mothers as well. Merci, Seigneur. Thank you, God. Amen. Special remerciement for the woman who made the show. Oh, she said a special thank you to the woman who put the show together. Oh, thank you, Mama Monique. I love you. Hey, Monique. Happy, happy Mother's Day when the day come and just remember that every single day is Mother's Day. Yes. Okay. <laughs> this okay. is just a special one set aside. Uh-huh. And I hear you back there, Barbara, saying happy Mother's Day. Let's give Barbara a little time to talk. Go ahead, Mom. I want to thank you guys for letting me be a part of this. It was beautiful and happy Mother's Day to all of you. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day.